Hello, and welcome to Where Am I To Go podcast. Today, before we start the show, I would like to bring up some business things that have kind of been on my mind so that you can know where to get more Where Am I To Go. First off, I'd like to talk about the Facebook page at Where Am I To Go podcast. It's on Facebook, and we've been posting some wonderful pictures of some of the places that we've been and some of the adventures that we've had. Not everything that we go and do is made into a podcast, and so we take pictures at different places and post those pictures so that you guys can enjoy some of the different places we've been. Also, I really am interested in listener feedback. I have an email address at where am I to go podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is where am I to go podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear some of the listeners' comments and some of their ideas of places that might be interesting to visit and go and do. I'm on kind of a limited travel schedule as far as uh, the way that I travel and where I go, but if there is something extremely interesting, I would definitely do my best to build a trip around it. And the last thing, and, and the latest thing, is that I now have a Patreon account where if you want to hear the podcast early, you can go to Patreon forward slash Lauren Alberts, sign up for three, five, ten, whatever dollars if you were willing to support what I do and help us with our travel expenses and some of that kind of stuff. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. But what we're going to do is right now I have several podcasts that are banked, I guess you could say. I'm on, I think, number 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there, and I've got close to 35 that I have waiting to go out. I only put out about every week because I want to be able to keep a nice steady stream and not have a point in time when we have to shut down like a lot of other podcasts do for season one, season two. I'd like to keep this thing going year-round. And I've been traveling quite a bit and have been hitting quite a few interesting places. We've been to a tattoo museum. We've been to the beach and have gone to several uh, tourist attractions there, an underground tour. We did a cannery tour. We've just done all kinds of things. And I would love for you to be able to hear those early. So if you sign up with the Patreon, as soon as my editor Steve gets these things ready to go out, they will be put up on the Patreon page. And again, I would really appreciate your support. Now that I've got those things out of the way, I hope to hear from you and I hope you keep on listening. And now let's get on with the podcast. Good evening. My name is Michael. All right. But you remember that. That's a very, very important name. Why? Because I said so. <laughs> Robert is the chief engineer here. And this is a family owned and operated business. And we thank you very, very, very much for being here. And I'm going to let you know why. Wow. Five years ago, Robert moved here to Joseph and he was able to manage the rail riders. Great job. He loved it. The owner kept saying, I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire. Well, he 
Fowler retired this past January, Robert purchased the Rare Riders in January All of right. this year. And what happened in March of this year? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You know. So we were all sweating bullets. Help us, please. What are we going to do now? Well, we are so thankful that things opened up because everybody was shut down. I mean, nothing was happening here. And things have opened up. And the reason why we are so grateful that you are here because you have chosen Joseph Rail Riders to come and visit. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. We really appreciate that. Now, I have two safety rules that I will need you to follow. And those two are, there are three crossings that you're going to cross. But I'm going to let the professor talk to you about those crossings. There is also a very safe way of getting in and out of your car. It's very important that you follow it. Can you see me? I'm going to get in the light. You know why I don't know. I'm getting in the light. <laughs> oh, you got that, didn't you? <laughs> All right. What I'm going to do first, I'm going to put your caboose in first. And put your engine across the bar. That's simple. Getting out is just as simple. Move your engines back across the bar and lift your caboose out of the seat. A lot of times people want to go in. You know what I'm saying? But if you put your engine in first, I mean your caboose in first and your engine across the bar, it should be perfect every time. No problem. Also, with Within our seats, we have a, a bar. It has a hand grip on it. The hand grip makes it look as if you pull that backwards, it's to break. You don't pull it backwards, you push it forward. And when you push it forward, then you can stop. A slow push, or a deep push will stop you. And right now you're connected together. So a slow push forward until the car comes to a complete stop whenever we're at. On your way down, very free-floating, not that hard. It's going to be very easy and simple. You can roll down. Uh, you probably pedal just a little to move along. The guy, the professor, Braveheart, will explain to you everything you need to know about that. And we are very, very happy to have Professor Braveheart here with us tonight. This is a special night for us. We've already had a sighting of Bigfoot. And we want you to know that Professor Braveheart, who have been to many countries all over the world, searching and looking. But he have chosen to come this way because he's heard there have been some sightings. Professor Braveheart is a professional. <laughs> when he sees, he knows whether or not it's Bigfoot. And you will see why a little bit later. Professor Braveheart. All right, guys, hello, hello. Oh. <laughs> How is everybody doing this evening? Great, great. All right, guys, if you could turn around here and circle right around this area. As I was just introduced, I am Professor Braveheart. I have been studying cryptozoology, which is, of course, the study of Bigfoot here 
for numerous years. I've been attending BSU University, Bigfoot Sociology University again. That is BSU. All right, guys, I wanted to go ahead and first introduce you to Miss Daisy. She is my handy tranquilizer gun. Uh, in case we encounter Bigfoot and or any other creatures, there might be along the way. We might have bears, well, some other little stinky varmints that we want to definitely avoid. Everyone knows tomato soup fast, come in handy later. <laughs> All right, guys, so um, I wanted to tell you some fun facts here about Oregon. It is one of the top five spots for Bigfoot to be, sight, uh, to be seen. Uh, we have spotted... Oh, don't, don't, don't put me with one of those here. Okay, alright. Um, oh. uh -oh. <laughs> alright, so it is one of the top five stops for Oregon to be spotted. Don't poke yourself. Here in the Wallowa Valley, it is called the Hunting Daycare. Our adult Bigfoot get up to about seven feet. It is known for them to drop their youth off because they are curious and mischievous little creatures. They are, uh, well, maybe not so little, <laughs> but they are here to learn how to hunt and how to survive. Um, along that adventure, uh, we will be doing what we like to call the youth call, which is known as the Tahoe call. I'll try to see if we can get any of the youth Bigfoot attention. Um, I would like to now introduce you to our video here that was taken. Again, if everyone would like to circle around so you can see the best lighting. Uh, it is a video here taken in 1967. When I first saw her, she was standing upright. I thought, you know, this is unreal. The way it was moving, the massive muscles. Roger had the camera up to his eyes and he stumbled and fell. Or you can see the, the shakiness part. Mm -hmm. I rode across the creek. I got off the horse and took my rifle out of the scabbard in case I had to make a shot. She made that turn to look. <laughs> Kept right on walking. She went on up out of sight up that canyon. All this time I'm thinking, holy mackerels, these things do exist. Hello, and welcome to Where Am I to Go? Today we are with Robert and we are at Joseph Branch Rail Riders. We just got through taking a rail ride in uh, pedal cars, I guess you'd call it. And we went for a nighttime ride, a Sasquatch hunt, that was really quite entertaining. So how long have you been doing this? Um, I managed the rail riders for the last four years and then my family purchased the company uh, this year. Um, as a business, this is the actually the very first rail riding location, commercial rail riding location in the United States, was this flag you just rode. And uh, they started, uh, seven, this is season seven then, so seven years. Oh really? I saw one down at uh, Tillamook, mm -hmm. and you guys are the very first ones. Yep. 
so that was uh, this was the very first location created by Kim and Anita Metlin, and they created the one in Tillamook about four years ago. Oh, so did they did they sell that one also? Uh, they're it's, it's in the works. They're hoping to. They're, okay, they're ready to retire. So. They're ready to retire. Yeah. Well, that's cool. But, okay, now now just to let me kind of explain here, these rail cars are really quite interesting. They're just a, an aluminum frame with a couple of small seats. The seats actually kind of move a little bit, and then you've got a set of pedals out in front of you that. Uh, you're, so you're riding like basically a recumbent bicycle. Very similar. <clears throat> and then it has regular sized uh, train tr trucks, I guess is what they call the, the wheels on a train is a truck. And uh, these ones are made out of Teflon, so they're pretty quiet. They don't make a lot of clanging and banging. And so the ride's really a pretty quiet ride. Yeah, so it allows you to still carry a conversa conversation, but you do get that little bit of a clickety-clack still with the joints. Right. But, um, if, if we were on steel wheels... We have a little less friction, but you wouldn't be able to even talk to the people next to you. So. I don't see. know if you could pedal them either, because those, those trucks would weigh, I'm sure, hundreds of pounds. Oh, yeah. So we're looking at, um, for our two-seat units, about 140 pounds of weight. So it's really not much. I mean, it's about three times of what your you know, good, a good quality uh, tandem bicycle would weigh, of course. But um, you know, three or four times that. But... It's a pretty gentle grade, so if folks take their time, it's a, it's a pretty enjoyable ride. And the downhill was, was really nice. I mean, there wasn't hardly any pedaling at all. Now, does it, you, you've got trips that are mile and a half, two mile, and four mile. Is that correct? Um, we're actually at uh, this trip here during the day is 12 miles. 12 miles? Yep. And the one you just completed was six <clears throat> miles. Okay, so, so we pedaled back uphill three miles. Yep, so you did about the half length of the, the normal daytime ride. Wow, well that's twice as far as what I thought I pedaled. <laughs> so you should feel extra good. Now. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew my legs were tired, but I didn't, I didn't feel that bad. And the, and the, the bikes are, or the carts are pretty easy to pedal. It's not bad. Uh, my legs are definitely tired after pedaling back. But uh, the nighttime tour that we took tonight was something that's brand new for you? You actually were just on our maiden voyage. That was the first one. Wow. And it was, it was really pretty fun. You guys, you guys kind of hammed it up a little bit with the Bigfoot and the, and the Bigfoot and, and uh, just some other things that were going on. And, and it made for a really fun evening. And then even though the smoke was in the air, the stars uh, came out, the smoke cleared. It was a beautiful night, a little bit chilly, but not bad, and uh, tonight was just absolutely wonderful, and I, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, you're very welcome, and um, if I may, uh, in addition to the 12-mile ride we have here out of Joseph, um, we offer two four-hour options out of the town of Minam, about 45 minutes from here, and they're each 20-mile round trips. Wow. And um, they're, they're less of a grade than this ride is, so in many ways they're actually a little bit easier of a pedal. Um, and if folks can do the ride in Joseph, they can do the longer rides all day long. There's, there's no problem. Okay. And this is in Joseph, Oregon, which we did a, a museum podcast a little bit earlier today. This area is just fantastic for recreation and for beauty. And, uh, I mean, you got everything here. You got lakes, you got mountains, you got wilderness areas, uh, fishing. Everything but a Walmart. Everything but a Walmart. That just <laughs> makes life that much better. Yeah. 
So <laughs> you don't even have a stoplight. Nope, not a single stoplight. So and it's it, you're about an hour and a half off of uh, Interstate 84. Uh, out of Legrand, is that is, that's the best way to get here? Can you come in from any other direction? Uh, you can come around from the town of Hat Point, but that's uh, really rough terrain, and only during the summer months because it's snowed in. Otherwise, okay. Um, there's a Hat Point loop with Hell's Canyon Overlook and things, but uh, it's a it's a white knuckler kind of ride, so um, you really gotta get in contact with Forest Service and make sure the road's clear and, and safe to pass. So, yeah, but it's it's well worth the visit up here. Now, earlier when I was talking to you, you were saying that you also had a family business that was boat rides. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'll help out the new. Uh, we actually um, passed that business on to another young family in town, and uh, that's called Joe Paddle, J-O Paddle. And uh, what we started was glass bottom kayaking on Malawa Lake. We did... Uh, daytime rentals of the kayaks but the real sweet part was kind of like what you did tonight was the night tours uh, we would do um, night, night tours where we light up the boats and there's spotlights that shoot down underneath the boats it's really spectacular you can check out the bottom of the bottom of Valawa Lake look out for fish and enjoy the starry sky up above and how 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 clear what's your visibility Oh, you can you can see down. We estimate about fifty feet down. Um, you can see about fifty yards off the, the shoreline. Wow! So it's it's crystal clear out there. So any boat wrecks or anything like that to see, or just uh, uh there's some remnants of old docks and things, but no boat wrecks. Not on this. Not on the end that we operated out. And Wallawa Lake out in the middle is like two hundred and eighty feet, correct? Yeah. So we wouldn't be. Uh, you're not going to see much out there. So we 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 tend. Uh, to have stayed along the shoreline for the best views. So we passed that business on uh, to the Schaffner family in, um, in early August, and they're doing a great job with it, and we're really proud uh, that we were able to start that business up and that they're, they're being prosperous and giving people a great time. Now, when you say glass-bottom kayaks, are you referring to, like, an 18-foot kayak? or um, They're 10 and a half feet long. entire kayak is made out of... Uh, Lexan plexiglass, uh, the entire thing. It's not really just the bottom, but glass bottom boats are what people know. So we went with glass bottom kayaks. And they're pretty stable. Oh, they're very stable. Nice wide-bodied kayaks, uh, very easy to maneuver. Um, and you go out with a guide, or or uh, you go out by yourself. In the for the nighttime tours, your everything is accompanied by a guide. So they take you out and they set the pace and they tell you about the lake and and take you on a little set route. And they're there to make sure you stay safe. And uh, during the day, it's a it's a free for all on your own, just like renting any other boat. Okay. And with the rail uh, rides, now are all of those set up with guides, or are you out on your own on these also? Um, they are all accompanied by a crew member, but it very much feels like you're out on your own a lot of times. We put a lot of space between everyone uh, during the daytime rides, and sometimes you can be in a full ride but feel like you're out there on your own ride, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Tonight, we all were attached together when we went out, but on the way back, everybody was spaced out, and and we had a super nice ride coming back. Well, this is just an absolutely awesome business that you have, and we really enjoyed it. Prices. Uh, what what are the prices of this? I know tonight's ride was $50 a person. Uh, what are your daytime um, fees? For our shorter ride, which is the, the two-hour, 12-mile, 
is uh, $30 a person for adults and 15 for kids. And then our longer trips are $60 per person. That's backwards. You should be $30 for kids and $15 for adults. Yeah. That way there, because the adults are the ones that are going to have to pedal the whole way back. This is true. <laughs> I, have, I have six kids, so I, I get that. <laughs> Not that it would have made any difference to me, but I, I know the fishing licenses should be t sold to children because when dads take their kids fishing, there's no fishing done by dad. Nope. <laughs> dad's doing all the work and no fun. So... Anyway, but again, I really appreciate it. You guys have a website. So it's um, jbrailriders.com, and that's short for Joseph Branch Railriders. And you guys prefer people to make their reservations online? Yeah, it's the most convenient. People can take their time and, and figure out when they want to be here and, and book online. But if anybody runs into any trouble, we're always a phone call away. And I will say, this morning I called early. And then I made another call back, and I ended up with text messages coming uh, to me, even though I did not leave a message, asking what you guys could do to help. You guys were more than accommodating to, to get me lined out and, and get me here. So, okay, Robert. Well, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your business, and we will keep in touch. And the world is full of wonder. Sure is. People need to get out and explore and see this stuff. We, uh, we greatly appreciate you. We treasure every single guest we get. We understand what it takes to get to Joseph. It's a haul for pretty much anybody, unless you live here. So uh, like when we see the people drive up to do our ride, we, we treasure each and every one of them. It just means the world that people chose to spend a couple hours with us. And um, your support, just, it really does touch us. It means a lot to us. We are family-owned and operated, and even the couple of guides we have that aren't blood-related, they're all family, so you know, we're, we're, we're here to make you guys smile, and, and it really means the world when you guys... And everybody smiled when they got off the train tonight. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Well, everybody, have an absolutely wonder-filled day. All the rolling go, where am I to go? Meet Johnny, where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go?